1: Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gaston. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gaston.
2: I'm so glad to be with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We are officially in our cold weather on this November 14th, 2022. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number to reach me if you want to start. Um, your evaluation, or assertions, or comments, or questions. The number to reach me is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. 329 is the number to reach yours truly, Jesse Giston, on this Monday edition of Lifeline. And as I stated, we are in our official cold weather at night. Fairly cool weather in the morning. We've been having some fairly good uh, afternoons, uh, early morning, late morning rather, and early afternoon. Warm weather, I was out taking a walk about two hours ago, felt good, um, enjoying the privileges of living here in Castro Valley, walking the uh, Coal Canyon Hills, and uh, just basking in the grace and mercy of God. I hope you are as well. Just thinking about having a conversation with you and and, uh, wanting to keep you abreast of what's going on in our world. And again, I'll put that number out as we begin to enter into our monologue for today, kind of set the tone for a few things I want to put before your hearing and for your thinking. As I've stated for a number of years now, you know I don't hold back. I am not uh, one to give you riddles, particularly when we're dealing with such dire times as we are living in today. And I'm going to tell you point blanketly that you are in a revolution, whether you like it or know it or understand it or want to. You are in a revolution. It happens cyclically throughout the history of the world. This one is of such a profound nature that... Um, If you're not careful, you won't understand what's going on, even though you may have a slight bit of intuitive awareness, sensibility, sensitivity to it. You just won't really know what's going on because you will have been so sucked deep into this matrix of our culture and our high-tech culture that uh, like fish swimming in water. They say, I don't know how they know, but they say fish cannot tell that they're actually in the water because it's just by nature. That's where they live and dwell. Okay. I'll buy that. And it appears that human beings are that way too. Put them in a particular cultural context, nudge them move them frame them set them contextualize them normalize them we're going to be talking about that today and they can't tell whether or not one mode of government has taken over from the other because it's just all kind of seamlessly moving in the same direction under the terms of convenience and security um in contradistinction to freedom and responsibility. But I think you all know who are listening to me that we are in some extremely bizarre times. I've called them Gotham City, and I will remain saying that until it becomes so vividly obvious to all of us that there is massive levels of dereliction of duty in our government. And uh, and the only person that can do something about it, Uh, is you and me on the ground level as people who believe that we are a constitutionally framed government with laws and and, uh, regulations that uh, mandate that our um, elected politicians hear our voices. I don't know if people believe that today altogether, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment, but again. Uh, We're in some seasons and the times are changing. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through verse eight, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So time to be born, time to die, time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, time to weep, time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones. and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And if the ideological Marxist system has its way, you won't ever see this kind of necessary binary dichotomy in your life again because by the time they have their way, if they should, you will own nothing. You won't live in contradiction, and you'll be happy about it. Everything will be operating out of the solidarity of singularity where your government will own everything and they'll just piecemeal to you what you need to get by every day. And they are confident that most citizens on this planet will have experienced so much misery up to the point where they come in and rescue you from you and from your dreacherous burdens that you'll be happy to be a welfare uh, product of a neo-socialist, high-tech, bio technical uh, governance system, which is on top of us even now, that uh, people will just be used to sliding their card and sticking their hand under scanners and and walking through machines and using uh, facial identity markers and just if the government says yes, you can have it if they say no you can 't and that will be effectively. The new meaning of Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, that is, if any man um, does not bow down to the image of the beast, he won't be able to buy or sell and therefore won't be able to live and abide. He will be, um, if you will, excommunicated from society and so uh, gradually perish. That's where we're going with the kind of technology that's existing in our world. And it's quite demoralizing quite demoralized, and which again is another one of the strategies that are taking place in our society. What happens when societies go corrupt, when they begin to turn in on themselves, when they begin to decay and and leadership begins to be desperate because it knows it's on the harbinger of something very, very uh very, very radical in terms of uh, its implement implement uh, implications on government. That's when they start to get desperate. That's when they start to get um, very maniacal in their um, in their policies and choice making. That's when they start to store up power for themselves. And that's what our government is doing now. You heard. Probably uh, for weeks now, I wasn't listening as closely as I have in time past, but you've heard um, the media telling you that there probably would be a red wave of uh, Republican win, independent win, right wing win or conservative wins over this particular election. And I know you know by now because all of the pundits, all of your legacy media on the left and the right have said that there was no red way. Now the question that we want to look at briefly is. Why was there no massive red wave? Why wasn't there just this overwhelming response, both of left and right people just so tired of what's going on in Joe Biden's uh, presidency with uh, skyrocketing costs everywhere, um, just uncertainty and difficulty uh, beyond our reach, crime and violence and and just all kinds of things that we all have uh, heard, seen, and observed, and the polls have stated now for a good year, Joe Biden is in the tank in terms of his his uh, popularity as president, and his administration is, is uh, an, at an all-time low as well in terms of uh, people trusting the government, and yet no red wave. Now, the reason... Uh, that they say that there's no red wave where there was not a whole lot of so-called conservative Christians and and Republicans and all that going out to just uh, make a major statement. The reason why there was no red wave is attributed to two factors, two fundamental diagnoses, and I think both of them are plausible. Let me give you the first one. The first diagnosis is that the nation is in a very demoralized state. Uh, state of demoralization is when you just you don't have any fight in you. You finally just stop fighting, kind of like what the book tells us in Revelation chapter uh, twelve: "Who can make war with the beast?" You basically give up. It's when you you know something is wrong. You may even you may even find that the corruption is so bad. Um, that you, you don't believe that there's anything you can do about it. And so I've heard this from many, many people. I'm not voting anymore. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I get it. I really do. I really do. I was born with that kind of skeptical, skeptical, pessimistic mindset. I'm a baby boomer. And by the time I was 15, 16, 17 years old, I, there was no sense of nationalism, no sense of patriotism, no sense of, um, of uh, duty to my country, no sense of my obligation as a citizen to try to move our society in the right direction, no sense that I had power of voting to get things done. It was just... It was just that way in my world, so I grew up with that careless, insensitive, basically recognizing the rottenness of our society. That's, that's one notion. There's another notion out there, and I wanna talk about it after the break because I woke up about four or five o'clock this morning to a very important sort of uh, video presentation that talked about what you and I saw happening in 2020, and you can't say it publicly. Just like you can't say the Jews publicly, as David Chappelle says. Um, You can't say it publicly, and that is election fraud. A lot of people know that there's such thing as election fraud, but we don't quite know how and we don't quite know why. Well, when I come back from the break, I'm going to tell you what I've learned about this year's election by Dr. Shiva Arya who is uh, running for uh, Senate in a certain state, and he learned something, being an MIT tech, about how our elections are rigged to have outcomes that are very predictable. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. All the lines are open, one 888 Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 520 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're kind of talking about what just happened a few days ago with our elections. I was sharing with you that many, many were predicting a like just massive uh, landslide in terms of uh, Republican turnout, Republican wins, you know, taking the House and the Senate um but it doesn't quite look that way it looks like we may very well win in the house we're not sure we're going to win in the senate we're not sure if we're going to be able to take both uh both congresses we're just not sure about that however uh, and therefore what you got in the talking heads is a kind of gloating on the part of the left and then on the part of the right um, I think it was uh, Newt Gingrich who had basically come out saying he didn't understand at all what was going on. Uh, they had a major prediction of of wins that should have occurred for uh, Republicans and so many more seats, and and it didn't happen. And his question was, in his own predictions, he's not quite sure why that occurred. Well. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think Newt Gingrich is that dumb. I really don't. I, I, I think he's smart enough to know that something else is going on. But he really doesn't want to actually talk about what that is. I think he's smart enough to know that um, what has been talked about for quite a while now, uh, since the 2020 elections, is uh, voter fraud, voter mishandling, uh, vote, uh, um, uh, just suspicions, and uh, just a lot of problems. You guys remember I told you last week um, as I was working through um, one article of a federal judge who has ordered true vote, True the Vote, which is a ministry founded by Catherine Engelbratt and uh, Greg Phillips to identify the sources of what a movie they they brought out called uh, 2,000 Mules. And I told you what was happening in 2,000 Mules. You can go online and watch it. And that is all across the nation. That was ballast, ba- what is called ballot harvesting, where you just print up tens of thousands of ballots and put fake names on there of folks who've been dead for 20 years, of folks who are sick in the old folks' homes and who could never ever fill out a ballot, fill it out for him, and then turn it in. Uh, everything that I'm saying to you right now, the only reason you wouldn't believe it is because you are actually a uh, voter fraud denier. I'm going to put you in the newspeak category, and I know you have been listening to it because we're telling you about this 1984 um, agenda of new newspeak, uh, the changing of terms and the changing of phrases and the, the establishing of a narrative that's actually going to be forced upon you, the changing of names and the changing of gender and the changing of identity and the changing of history, all of that is what I mean by a takeover of your world, a takeover of your government, a takeover of your society, a, a revolution. That is happening at the highest levels of academia, at the highest level of politics, at at the highest levels of of the medical industry. You and I are in the middle of a takeover right now. Now, if you don't know that, I feel very sorry for you because, again, either you have just been walking in flat out denial um, or, you know, there's just some education that you need to acquire to understand where you are today. Um, these two, Catherine and Engelbrecht and Greg Phillip, exposed the fact that there was a CEO or a, um, an individual working for uh, a, a very important uh, government uh, institution that was actually able to take Um, And his name was Eugene Yu. He's the CEO of Michigan-based Connage. Eugene Yu was arrested and charged by the L.A. County prosecutors for allegedly storing election worker data on servers based in China. Engelbrecht and Phillips have been investigating Connage since January 2021. And last month prior to Yu's arrest, the CEO filed a defamation lawsuit against him. Now, listen to this. This... Chinese dude Eugene Yu is caught taking data off the servers from election workers and, and 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 negotiating with China. Now we had many of us had already heard that China was altogether involved in the machines because everything's done online, ladies and gentlemen. Everything's done online what that means is when you slide your ballot Your ballot turns into something else inside the computer because they take a picture of your ballot. That means the ballot that's in your hand is useless. It's the picture of the ballot that's inside the computer that gets sent hither and there. And according to what these two had exposed, for which Eugene Yu is now in jail, what they can do with your picture ballot is they can actually change your picture ballot inside the computer and flip it to your opposition, or they can make it blank, or they can make it disappear. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if this is true, if it's really true, and I do have another article that I'll show with you concerning an Asian uh, uh, and Middle Eastern brother, an Indian brother who's running for the Senate race in Michigan. He's an MIT PhD specialist. He knows what he's talking about. He he found out that your government is in cahoots with uh, your major media, social networks like Google, Facebook, Twitter. And they actually have a playbook for dealing with misinformation and disinformation. And guess what? The algorithms in your computer, in their computers, pick up people who say things in certain ways that if they don't want that information to get out, guess what? It automatically stops the transmission of your information. It's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating time. I'm definitely going to talk to you about it in the second quarter. They're very fascinating. But largely what I'm putting out to you and me is this. um, The beast, which your Bible talks about how governments work is actually expressing what's taking place at the highest levels of artificial intelligence and technology in terms of our world being integrated into a computer system that has the ability to uh, rearrange your data, delete your data, modify your data, insert more data in your place. You know, you're always hearing about people being uh, hijacked and uh, and being uh, taken and and, and their names and identity used with with other information being attached to them, well, guess what? This happens all over the world, all the time. And it's happening at the highest offices of the land. And what is the implication of this possibility I'm sharing with you that I know you're not gonna believe until you hear it publicly, I know it. What is the implication of the fact that you can uh, vote, stick a ballot in, And that ballot takes a picture of your ballot, which means your handheld ballot means nothing. This is just, again, the new speak of your Orson Welles 1984 uh, Ministry of Truth, where they are hoodwinking the American people into thinking that they're really doing something by putting a piece of paper in a machine and not thinking that machine has the ability to modify your data and information. Who would think that who would think that you you uh let me let me do something who would think that a computer does not have the ability to do that when your computer is connected to the cloud connected to the internet and has the ability to actually modify your information no one would think that if they knew anything about computers let me cut this off I uh, begin to think that something's going on with my base <laughs> in terms of people hearing me. No one would think that. But this particular individual, and I'm going to share something of what he said, because he's very eloquent. Again, he has uh, four uh, degrees uh, and from MIT. So he is an engineer, software engineer. He would know these things. Uh, a, a fascinating presentation. If you want it, you can um, email me at GBC. Hayward at gmail.com, and I'll just share it with you. It's not going to get out, but what he's telling you is that uh, through social media in cahoots with our government, they can profile anyone they want. Certainly they profiled me because uh, we're banned in 72 nations around the world for talking like I'm talking to you now. Me and Dr. Bhattacharya and Dr. Scott, Dr. Atlas, Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, tons of people. Um, Just shut down, you know, notorious people, good people, um, a lot of people who didn't even want to get into this fight or shut down because the algorithms rhythms picked up on them, saying things that they didn't want society at large to just hear uh, in the free market of discourse. So, uh, you know, we are being controlled. Our language is being controlled. Tape metaphorically is being put over people's mouths. To, uh, to stop them from being effective. Uh, and if it's happening at the level of our voting machines, and if our voting machines are definitely connected to other countries who have the capacity to manipulate them, we're in trouble. We are in a banana republic. It's just a fact of history. So I'm sure it's going to come out. You know, we talk about it months before, and then the next thing you know, it comes out. But this one is bad. This one is bad because what this means is and this is one of the areas that I've always been concerned. I'm not so concerned about people who are committed to telling you the truth as they know it. I'm concerned about the truth being able to be so censored that the average person on the street doesn't have a chance to even evaluate what he is dealing with in terms of his government. But I do remember what Malcolm X said. And I'm going to take a break on this and then we're going to come back. He said, the government knows how to use the media to make the good look bad and the bad look good. And I was thinking, this was way back in the early 60s. How did Malcolm X discover that? Except discerning through the newspapers, the hypocrisies and the propaganda and the lies. But today it's on a whole nother level. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're going to pay some bills when we come back. We'll continue talking and we'll take your phone calls to one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Of the islands, the Dominican Republic, you can't go to Venezuela, you can't go to Central America, you can't go to countries where it is highly socialist and not know that the common person on the ground very much understands that their elections are rigged. They that's just a, a foregone conclusion. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't argue about that. We would argue about it in America as we swear we're Free people here in America. We swear our government doesn't uh, have ill uh, ill intent towards us. We swear they don't, even though nothing in your history would affirm that. <laughs> our history, every ten years, seems to be uh, exposing something our corrupt our our government does in a corrupt, corrupt way of lying to its citizens. Um, but here again, election fraud is one of those terms that. Uh, so I'm going to share with you the way the new speak doctrine goes, and then I'll talk a bit about Dr. Shiva Aryaduri uncovering the uh, government and big tech censorship collusion and an outright um, illegal method by which they're doing it. He's exposed them because he found an, uh, a document online called the Belfer Center uh, Election Influence Operations. Manual. this is a governmental manual. This is a government manual on how to identify people who become problematic in their uh, social influence and to be able to shut them down when they do it. Stop the process of free speech he He found this documentation and now he's uh, taking uh, taking the uh, the government to court in uh, Suez, South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You can look it up for yourself, Dr. Shiva. Are you dirty? And uh, you'll discover he's a Christian, open Christian, and he's uh, running for Senate because good people want to try to get into office to kind of fix this crazy. And he discovered that uh, in his attempt and he was really doing a great job as he was running up against the uh, incumbent. Uh, that the media shut down his fluency started developing all kinds of followings because of his policies. And the next thing he knows, he's uh he's uh censored and his information is taken down. And he said he lost something like 1.7 million followers just in one evening. Well, that that's going to wipe you out. That's going to wipe you out. Um, that's an amazing thing. It's going to just take you out of the game. And we already know that Facebook has admitted to Congress of uh, of uh, uh, sitting and talking with the Biden administration about how to handle what they call disinformation and misinformation. By the way, uh, be very careful because reverse psychology is taking place. If the government calls it misinformation or disinformation, They've already stated it in their official definition. Misinformation, disinformation does not mean that it's not true. It does not mean that it's not true. It simply means that it does not comport with the mainstream narrative. So you see what's happening at the social psychological level? You're being trained to be told what's true by your government as long as it comports with the mainstream narrative. And if you go outside of the mainstream narrative, you are said to be engaging in myths and disinformation. This is 1984. It's so very clear. So this is what uh, Dr. Shiva was utterly surprised to find. He found that they had uh, strict instructions In terms of what they call defending democracy, understanding election misinformation and disinformation that the uh, the social networks, Google, Facebook, Twitter and the like were um, working with algorithms to observe how effective people were at reaching other people with a message that did not correspond with the government narrative. And if you began to reach too many people, they shut you down. The language would say that these are called influencers and they were to be watched for a period of time to assess their influence. And when they were considered high level severity influencers, they would be shut down. They would be uh, blacklisted and shut down. Now, again, hundreds, if not thousands of good people are no longer in the mainstream social media network because the government has shut them down. Now, you tell me if that's fair and free elections. You tell me if that's fair and free speech. You tell me if that's not a government that is absolutely seeking to be fascistic and totally controlling of the narrative of, of, uh, of, of citizens. But I'll tell you also what I've discovered. Um, this same wickedness of system has put so many people on a quest for the truth that it has created thousands of investigative journalists. I'm going to state that again. It has created thousands of investigative journalists. What does that mean? You now can go to alternative media outlets and you get people doing the job uh, of, of which your mainstream media should have been doing all along. I remember it wasn't but 20 years ago. Your mainstream media would be uncovering, exposing government behavior, unsposing, like exposing and uncovering uh, government malfeasance, uh, business malfeasance, criminal bankers, criminal institutions. You remember those days when journalism was legitimate? Today, it's nothing but talking points. Nothing but talking points. And there are... Three sacred cows you're not going to mess with. You're not going to mess with the medical narrative. None of your media outlets are questioning the medical narrative. You're not going to question the gender narrative. None of your media outlets is going to mess with the diversity, equity, inclusion agenda, because that's transformative as well at the uh, child level all the way up to adults. And you're not going to question The voting narrative, those three narratives are a no-no. This is why they're using the term election deniers. Now, where's that term coming from? It's coming from Holocaust deniers. It's the psychobabble of saying if he's a election denier, if he's a vaccine denier, then he's also a Holocaust denier. And you guys know what happens to people who even question whether or not the Holocaust exists. You know you can't do that as a sacred guy. I heard a very funny, funny presentation by Dave Chappelle on this. I sent it out to most of you guys earlier today. Crazy in the way he actually framed it. He told you this. Two things you just don't say. That's the word the and the word Jews. Just like you don't mess with the Holocaust and you don't mess with the vaccines and you don't mess with the gender terminology. So you can see how your government is so intrusive in your life that is basically punishing you if you disagree with them. This is a highly problematic matter, ladies and gentlemen. As I've been preaching and teaching on this, you know, binding Samson is the goal of the secular system. Binding the strong man. This is the goal of the enemy and the strong man is Christ. And the strong man is the truth of God's word and it should be people of God. People of God should be strong men. And you should be speaking truth to power. You should be telling the truth as it is in Jesus. You should be opposing uh, and resisting the devil. Um, And you'll know it when you're persecuted. For telling the truth. But that's where we are today. This is what you and I are dealing with. It's remarkable, remarkable. His testimony is profound. Again, if you want it, I'll send it over to you, gbchayward at gmail.com, and you can watch it. for. If it's only about 28 minutes. He does a great job. He has uh, video presentations. He has a picture on the screen of the uh, documents that he already has a judge that's already calling, uh, calling for an investigation on this matter, because the election in South Dakota, uh, they feel is compromised because he was taken down off the media and he lost 1.7 million followers. And that affected his capacity to vote. Now, that makes sense, doesn't it? Of course it does. Of course it does. And that is not good. Now, you do know what's going on in Maricopa County, Arizona. Sister uh, Carrie Lake, Just about to knock out the incumbent. And what's happening in Maricopa? 20% of their voting machines are having problems. Deja vu, deja vu all over again. Uh, I told our saints on on Friday, I got to take a break here. I told our saints on Friday, Joe Biden was asked these two questions. Joe, um, if you run again in uh, 2024, are you going to do anything differently? You know what he said? No, I'm not doing anything differently. And then the 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 news reporter said, now, you know, there's two thirds of the American people that don't want you to run again. You know what Joe Biden said? I don't care. I'm not going to change the way I ran the last time because I won and I don't care what people think. Now, is that an American president or is that a proxy dictator engaging in a global agenda for which, in his own mind, he deems he's winning, and he doesn't care what you think? Welcome to America. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with your calls in a moment. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, two lines open: one, triple eight, three six seven five three two nine. Two lines open, One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. 3675 329 here to engage you in conversation, exercise our freedom of speech, and try to build ourselves up in our most holy faith as we map the Word of God onto our culture and see as our God has plainly laid out before us Um, The nations are raging and the people are imagining vain things and they are definitely seeking to try to abandon the courts of biblical truth from around their neck and their conscience and the um, control factors of righteousness, which comes through good men and women. This is definitely a battle of artificial intelligence. This is definitely a battle of singularity uh, application upon the whole world. There's no doubt about it. You you and I need to know it. We're drifting into the. the vortex of complete artificial intelligence control over our lives on so many levels. And we're going to have to think it through. We really are going to have to think through what it means to be free people um, versus what it means to be completely controlled by technology, because it's right there on the harbinger of everybody's life and particularly if we are indifferent and careless about it. Let me go to line number, or let's see, I'll talk to James first on line two, and then we'll get to Richard. James on line two. James, are you there? PJ, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. What's going on? Oh. I mean,
1: it's just, uh, 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 I mean, just so much is going on. I think you for keeping us, uh, you know, abreast on what's going on. You know, actually, I had it a different question that, that you didn't even bring up but I wanted to just ask your opinion on something and this is from the uh, entertainment industry
2: sure uh, <clears throat> you watched Black Panther didn't you oh yeah I did Black Panther 1 they got a second one that just came out right and so <laughs> I think I'm feeling some sort of way because
1: in essence for what I've been understanding is that since uh what's my brother's name that passed away uh, yeah uh, chad since he passed away yeah, you know, they couldn't find the, the, the supposedly the narrative was they couldn't find anybody to continue on since he passed away and i think the brother michael b jordan uh yeah. would have been the most likely replacement but he supposedly got killed in the last film but he's not option not dead in real life so i'm feeling some sort of way that since they couldn't find a brother to play the role. They picked the system.
2: Of course. So you, think, okay. This is not new. You shouldn't even have to ask me about this. You know we've been walking through this whole uh, devolutionary process of the destruction of the male species under this hyper leftist socialist godless agenda i told you the white man is is the worst on this list of uh diversity equity inclusion and then the black man and the reason i say the black man is second because They've been beating down the black man for 60, 70 years. You know that. So he's uh, he's completely irrelevant uh, on a political level. He's completely irrelevant as a symbol of salvation. He's completely irrelevant in the home. You know, we we got a lot to do in terms of recovering uh, black biblical uh, malehood first and foremost. So you don't have a lot of those models. Hollywood, He's gonna let you know, Hollywood. Is running things, and so they're the ones that putting out put out all these images and, and icons and pictures, moving the whole world to the left because um, whatsoever man. Sticks his face into as an object of perpetual observation. He's going to be transformed into. So the television vision is the revolutionary revolutionary mechanism by which the culture is changed. The culture becomes what's perpetrated on television. I am not surprised that they made the Black Panther a female this time because, as you know, uh, the black female is the harbinger leading to transgender. The next. Uh, Black Panther is going to be a trans woman. Be sure of it. They're preparing everybody for transhumanism. The trans woman is going to be the hero next time around. And I'm not so sure, James, that we won't have one uh, vying for a presidency in this next election process. So, what say ye?
1: I just wanted to make sure, you know, I have to, I have to always check in and make sure, you know, um um I'm on point, making sure I'm in the right, uh, headed the right direction. But, but, but I really liked also what you said about uh, David Chappelle. Me and my nephew was laughing about it. I sent it to him so he could critique it. And I mean, did he catch it? Did he? Did, did my boy catch yeah, it? Yeah, he has not seen it yet. I just sent it to him. He hasn't, he hasn't watched it yet. I had to watch it a couple of times, and it was like, wow, he's saying everything that was it needed to be said, but he, but he covered it
2: up, like you said, in comedy. But, he has to listen. He has to now. Now anybody that can read code knows that all he's saying to Kyrie and and Kay and Yay is now we. Many of us know what you're saying is true. But you fellas know y'all ain't supposed to be saying that. Um, and, and there's a big price that you pay when you do. But I appreciate the comedian because, you know, they even shut Dave down many a time for running up on uh, transgenderism and, and, homo. you know, his jokes get edgy. Um, I, I, I wish I wish I could get Dave to come on all the way over to a biblical worldview. He's still a little bit sassy about hating on um, on Republicans and conservatives. But um, once he uh, gets poked one or two more times, he'll make his way over as we kind of are seeing um, um that that, that uh, Caucasian brother, he's a Jew too. You you know him, his name will come back. I'll have it by the time we come on the other side of the break. Very popular HBO speaker, you know who I'm talking about. He's starting to actually open up and uh repudiate leftist ideology as Bill Maher. Bill Maher is uh like an, on a relentless Exposure of the hypocrisy and damage that's being done by the woke uh, pseudo woke doctrine of uh, of the leftists, um, And his is more candid. But I, I really appreciate uh, I, I appreciate that Dave came out on SNL. And basically addressed it head on and did reverse psychology. All it takes for you and me to do is read it for what it says and understand it for what it was really meant. It was coded language that you really can't go that high in your exposure, particularly if you're a person of influence, without getting tagged as seriously as Kay did. And they're trying to they're trying to whip Kyrie openly and publicly. And you got a number of black Uh, House Negroes, I don't know if I could say that on KFAX, LeBron James was one of them, Charles Barkley, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, not understanding the harm that's done by taking away a person's right of freedom of speech, particularly when it wasn't on the basketball court, it wasn't in the gym, it was in his own private, uh, uh, you know, uh, tweeting and what have you. But they want to make him... A, um, a a statistic too, because I guess he got like 17 million followers. And and again, as you if you heard me earlier talking about the playbook for disinformation and misinformation, you got that many followers, you are an influencer. And and uh, Kyrie came out a little bit earlier today, making some more comments for about 28 minutes. I think you can find it on YouTube. Listen to it. I still need that boy to come on into the gospel. He's 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 in, 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 in a kind of black Hebrew Israelite paradigm. That's why he pointed to that um, that, that movie presentation from Hebrews to Negroes. And that's what got him in trouble. As you know, uh, we need to get him all the way over into the gospel by prayer so he can land on truth that, uh, worthy of dying for versus, um, versus this, uh, ethnocentric thing that our black people seem to always be completely wrapped up in. But, um, yeah, let me give you the last word before we pull out and I can deal with uh, the rest of our callers on the other side of the break. What's your thoughts?
1: well PJ the answer is in the truth I mean just like they have to start admitting and that's what I was, been telling people and now you, I mean you've expressed it clearly is that they have been labeled disinformation and misinformation a lie they've never said that they just said it doesn't fit their narrative which Absolutely. is a lie. we still hold the truth and we as believers we have to continue with the truth and build on the truth and, you know, just get on it,
2: I mean, just get to as many platforms as we can, you know, and, as possible. Yeah, no, and I 100%, definitely. We don't need the major media platforms to be influential because if that were the case, they'd never have a bail playbook that has these strategies and algorithms in the computers by which when they catch you using phraseology and terminology, Many times and getting too many followers that they would then intercept your speech and and, and censor it. It does mean that we are reaching people, Um, it just has to translate into a serious transformation on a societal level and a public level. Um, And so, I believe we got to continue praying and continue speaking, and at some point we might see people wake up to the reality that they've got to be bold enough in God and Christ to tell the truth, even if you pay a price for it. Thanks for the call, my dear brother. As always, I'll see you in a few days. All the lines are open one 888 all the lines are open and you can call me you can challenge me hey i don't care we're free men and women and we have a right to engage in civil debate discourse um, argumentation as long as we are seeking to establish clarity on what's really going on out there. Again, one we will be right back